This is a Dragon Blazer production. This is Unsolved Comedy. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Unsolved Comedies. As always, I am your host, Kizaya. I apologize for the absence of a couple of weeks, but we're back. We also have our esteemed co-host, Stefan. There he is. Like I said... We apologize for the delay. We had some things happen, but we're back. We're back with a fucking crazy-ass case. You ever heard of this case? It's called the Eliza Lamb case. Good case. Well, bad case, but interesting case. She's the girl that likes to swim, right? We're starting it off. I don't understand. What's, why is she giving me this look? <laughs> We're starting off early. For, for all you know, she likes swimming. Yes, she likes swimming in a fucking water tank on top of a hotel. Like, why would you do that? I'm, I mean, I've actually he doesn't heard. Even have an answer I've actually that. heard the story, and I'm 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 ninety nine point ninety nine percent positive. She wasn't the one that decided to take a dip. No. <laughs> Actually, my mom and I were just talking about it, and she was like, if she was in the water, she didn't do it. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if I... Okay, I won't say any more because I don't want to spoil the story for the people that don't know this case. Okay. So, I had to... um. Let's start with something... The place where this all takes place. It's in L.A. Um, called at, at a hotel called the Cecil Hotel. And the Cecil Hotel got so much bad press after the Eliza Lamb case that instead of just closing their doors because, you know, lots of people have died at this hotel, not just Eliza. You know, they're like, maybe this isn't the best place. We're going to close our doors. Nope. They rebranded and they are now called the Stay on Main. Heads up, guys. Um <laughs> But this Cecil Hotel is actually the same hotel that they based the um, hotel season of American Horror Story on. Freaky fucking hotel, let me tell you. Well, the hotel is also believed to be haunted. I wouldn't doubt it. And there has been quite a bit of murder and death there. So, I really had to convince myself not to open up this podcast the way that I wanted to because I was like we haven't been you know we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks you know we need to open up with our classic intro right but I so badly wanted to open up playing like Skid Row from Little Shop of Horrors because this hotel is really close to LA Skid Row down on Skid Row (laughs) there it is is, guys your daily dose of Steven singing (laughs) Downtown. I'm sorry. Continue. Um, <laughs> which is like, it's kind of bad, but it's like, it's what LA calls their homeless containment area. Like, is it their disease or something? Like, LA thinks they're better than LA really is. Like, it's fine. LA's that girl that like thinks she's too good for a Walmart bag, but doesn't have money to buy anything but a Walmart bag. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. L.A. thinks it's better than it is. L.A. pretends to be <laughs> Gucci level, but it's really Walmart level. Like, that's what... I've that's never what been to L.A. Well, I mean, it's just the way that it presents itself. Like, L.A. thinks that it's so great, but L.A. has super high numbers of gang activity. They have the highest, I think, homeless population in, like, the entire country or something like that. Like, they're not too good for Walmart is what I'm saying. You know? But <laughs> down on Skid Row. Continue. So back on to the Cecil Hotel. The Cecil Hotel was built in 1924. So this thing was built in like Great Gatsby, like right in the middle of like Great Gatsby time era, right? So obviously, 
Good deal. I think it was opened in 19, it says 1922 in my notes, but I assume that's a typo or a miswrite, so I'm going to say it opened in 1932. So. Why do you think that's a typo? Because of it, it, how could it open before it was built? Oh, fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. I guess I can see the logic. (laughs) So I'm going to assume that my notes meant to say 1932. Um. And it was meant to be for, like, super wealthy guests, like the Great Gatsby type guests. And then, like, you know, the Depression hit and everything went to shit. Actually, it was opened in 1928. I remember now. It was opened in 1928. Not 1932. 1928. I don't know why I wrote 1922. Because maybe because I'm an idiot. You know. No, that checks out. <laughs> but, so the Cecil Hill, the Cecil Hill, the Cecil Hotel, um... Has had a lot of unexplained deaths. Do you know about any of them? Besides Elisa. I know that it's had a lot of unexplained deaths. Um, It's been a while since I've looked into it. So I'm not entirely sure. I do think I looked. I was looking around while I was looking at Eliza Lamb. When I realized that this was the story I do know. um, I saw that there's been 16 unexplained deaths. Mm -hmm. At the Cecil Hotel. Well, we'll talk about those and unexplained. I believe deaths. I believe I did a, a decent, a little bit of research when um, Hotel for American Horror Story came out because I found out it was based on a real place, mm-hmm. and I was interested in knowing, you know, the backstory on the hotel. Yeah. Um, well, and you have to also understand that. Um. This hotel, like, we'll talk about the unexplained death, but you know what I want to talk about first? The fact that this place was so fucking chaotic that a whole ass serial killer stayed there and would walk to his room naked every night. And nobody just, nobody noticed. Which, it was just such a clusterfuck. Which serial killer? Um, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalkers, lived at the Cecil Hotel. Oh. Yeah. He, like, lived there. And yeah, they he would strip off his clothes by, like, in the dumpster and then, like, walk to his room, like, either in his underwear or naked. And, like, just nobody noticed because the Cecil Hotel in the 80s was just such a clusterfuck of shit. They actually had Richard Ramirez on two different seasons of American Horror Story. And the uh, newest season, the uh, 80s slasher season, which I actually really enjoyed. I never actually finished the hotel season, but I know he was in the hotel season. I think as a ghost. Um, but he well, was. Well, he was actually living at this place when he was caught. He lived in the hotel until 1985 when he was caught. Um, and then there was another serial killer that lived there that I think did something to the effect of strangle women with their bras. Like huh. their own bras. Like he would take their bras off of them. Oh, it sounds like he's resourceful. Yeah. There was also a lady there named... When you want to kill every motherfucker on a budget. Every motherfucker on a budget. There was also a lady there named Dorothy Jean Purcell, and she woke up in the middle of the night next to her lover. I don't know if they were married or what, but she was, like, with this guy, and she woke up in the middle of the night, and I can't... I think she was having, like, back pain, and she went to the bathroom because she thought maybe she had to go to the bathroom, and gave birth to a baby in the bathroom, claimed he was a stillborn, and chucked him out the window. I mean, that's what you do with babies that are stillborn, I guess. Seriously? Just Just, chucked it out the window. Just chucked him. Just fucking chucked him. Like, she didn't want to wake up her boyfriend or partner or whatever the fuck, and so she, like, just gave birth to this baby in the bathtub in the bathroom, and then, like, you know, fucking, you know, yeeted the baby Yeetus the fetus out of the window, you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, Yeetus the fetus. That's... (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Well, we just lost more listeners. (laughs) Fetus the letus. It's a Harry Potter spell. Look for it. I don't think it's a real spell. I just like, you know, I think it should be a spell. Uh It's like the abortion spell. Fetus the letus. No, no. (laughs) Oh, that's fucked up. (laughs) I mean, 
So I'm just going to go on a limb here, and this woman had postpartum depression. (laughs) She had postpartum depression seconds after giving birth. Like, literally, she got off the floor, wiped all the blood off of her, like, you know, everything after she delivered the placenta, and then just yeeted the baby and the placenta out of the whole fucking, like, I don't even know, like, we're going off on a side, a side, side show here, because I'm trying to figure out what? Did the person who found that baby think? Oh my god, I feel so bad for that person. Jeez. Like, just imagine it. Like, you're just. No, I don't want to. Taking your morning no. Walk. Negative. <laughs> you come up Nine. <laughs> Nine. Kalita's in the middle of the street. <laughs> okay, I swear I'm done. I swear I'm done. <laughs> I thought I was the fucked up one here. Listen. Every girl jokes about abortion. I don't. I have not met one that doesn't. Does that mean we all do it or we all support it? No. We all joke about it, though. It's a, it's a joke. It's a running thing. Is it now? It That's is. not abortion. <laughs> That's playing football and using the baby <laughs> as a ball. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's an abortion after the fact. It's a postpartum abortion. That's, that's not a thing. Okay, guys. I'm really sorry. I'm I actually done. That's called murder. I mean, it is murder. I'm not saying it's not murder, but... Like, there were also men who got poisoned at this hotel and were just found in their rooms. Yes, let's get it to the less fucked up And, like, murder. there were lots of people that just, like, leaped to their death from the Cecil Hotel. Like, there was this one chick, I can't remember her name, but she, like, leaped from her... I think she was in, like, the 12th floor... And she leaped from her bed, from her hotel room, and landed on another guy, and they both died. So she committed suicide, and then took someone out with her. I mean, she was like, "I'm taking you down with me, fucker." Maybe she just had really good aim. Maybe. Um. But yeah, this place is really, really fucked up. Like, literally, this is the type of place like prostitutes, drug addicts, and murderers hung out. Like, literally, people would just be, like, overdosed in the hallways. So, not a great place to be. Okay, so I don't know why you had to bring up prostitutes. It's a hotel. I just naturally assume that prostitutes are going to be abundantly there, uh, in abundance there. We see where his mind's going, right, guys? I mean, I'm just saying that it's not like it's a huge fucking stretch. To think of a hotel and think, there's probably prostitutes there. Oh no, not prostitutes. Anyway, and some people, I don't know if you know the Black Dahlia case, it's like hella fucking famous, right? I do know the Black Dahlia case. Some people think, I I couldn't find any evidence, I don't know if it's true, but some people think that the Black Dahlia stayed at the Cecil Hotel in the days leading up to her death. I believe that's an unsolved mystery. Maybe we'll have to cover sometime. That case will be another three-parter, just like the West Memphis Three. If you guys haven't seen our West Memphis Three episodes, check them out. Um, and if you're not crazy and not realize that you don't see a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to the podcast, okay. check it out. <laughs> well, they can see, like, if you go on Anchor, you can see the episodes that you haven't listened to. Or if you go on Spotify, you can see the Oh, nice save. Okay. <laughs> so you know what you did let's talk about our victim real quick our victim her name is Eliza Lamb and she was actually this cute little Canadian Asian girl um, and she wanted to go she was 20 minutes at the time and it was like I think she had been experiencing really bad depression and so she wanted to like take a tour of the US to kind of find herself so she, and I think it was just supposed to be the West Coast, because she she started off in San Diego, she went to L.A., and then she was supposed to go to Santa Cruz. So I think it was just supposed to be the West Coast, like a tour of the West Coast. But she wanted to go on this, I assume, to, like, find herself, because um, she had, I think there was a post made on her Tumblr. I did look at her Tumblr, and there was a post on there about, um, like, having failed out of classes and feeling lost and upset with herself. Right. Uh, What year was this? Um, I'm pretty sure this happened. Let me just double check so I don't give you the wrong time. But I know it's pretty recent because I think I I heard about it when it happened. I think it was 2013. 
but I'm just going to check to make sure. Yeah, she died. At, she was found in February of 2013. So this was like within the last 10 years. She was, this happened. Um, but yeah, I, I did check out her Tumblr and she had posted on there that she like had failed. Like she was really disappointed in herself because she had like, she had been in college for three years and only passed three courses and she was feeling really defeated and upset. So I think this might have been a way for her to kind of find herself and maybe boost her spirits a little bit so she could go back and take more classes. Next I don't time. think I realized that Tumblr's been around that long. <laughs> He's old, guys. <laughs> in high school, his nickname was Prehistoric. I'm telling you. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Okay, so that joke doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Because anyone else I was going to high school with, guess what? They're the same fucking age. So Craig is also old. Yep. (laughs) Kat, do you have anything to throw? That's my cat. She's just going to scare me. I need a hairball. I need a hairball. So she started off in San Diego, and then on the 26th, She got into L.A. And between the 26th and the 28th, we're not sure where she stayed. Um, But we do know that the 28th was the date that she checked into the Cecil Hotel. So I'm assuming, because she made a post about some gaudy hotel. I can't even remember exactly what it said, but it was basically calling the hotel a monstrosity. She was like, there's this place close to where I'm staying, and it's a monstrosity. It's decorated in Art Deco and, like, all this stuff. And I assume it's the Cecil Hotel because the Cecil Hotel was built in the 20s, so it would be decked out in Art Deco, right? So um, we assume that she stayed somewhere else for the first two days and then maybe did some research when she saw the Cecil Hotel and maybe it freaked her out. And she was like, I want to go and stay there. Like, maybe it interested her, you know? a little bit, so she just went and stayed. Um, she stayed at the hotel for a few nights, and then she booked, she had booked a hostel-style room, and then two days after she had I'm been sorry, there, a what? A hostel-style room? No, not like a hostel situation, like a hostel, like, you share this room with a couple of other people, type deal. Uh-huh. A hostel, so, if you don't know what a hostel is, guys, um, a hostel is something that's not really done in the States, but it's mainly done in, like, Europe and Japan and stuff. And basically what it is is it's kind of like our equivalent of a bed and breakfast. Like, you rent a bed instead of renting a room. And you go and stay in that bed. And they have, like, group showers and common areas and group bathrooms and stuff. But it's, like, something that people do when they travel. Because a hostel could be 20 to $30 a night, and a hotel could be $80 a night. So if you're going to be, like, backpacking it across Europe or something, you're going to stay in a hostel because it's just cheaper. See, all I can think about is that horror movie where people were murdered in a hostel. Oh, I didn't even know that that was a thing. And it was called Hostel. I didn't even know that was a thing. But yeah. It came out shortly after the Saw series came out. I've never seen the Saw series either. Well, it's extremely um, gruesome. My mom didn't let me watch those. She said they were bad. Well, I mean, I don't recommend children watching Saw or Hostel, for that matter. Well, I was just explaining what a hostel was for, like, our listeners, in case they didn't know. Because I had no idea that a hostel even existed until I went to, like, an eighth grade Spanish class. And it was a Spanish culture class. And my Spanish teacher told us about hostels because they have a lot of So if you don't know what that is, that's what that is. Um, So she had booked a hostel-style room, so she was in there with a couple of other girls. And she was in there for two days before she was given her own room because her companions in the room complained that she had odd behavior. And nobody ever elaborated on what odd behavior meant. They just said, odd behavior, odd behavior. So, like, I don't know what odd behavior means, but... Odd behavior, right? Hmm. So, and, like, the other thing is, is, like, normally cops would follow up on that type of thing. They'd be like, what do you mean odd behavior? What was she doing? Was she being, like, hostile? Or was she being, you know, depressed? Like, what was happening? Well, did they call the cops? 
Well, no, they didn't call the cops. When a girl goes missing, you check everything, and it's not as if the cops didn't have access to the complaint. Oh, you're saying after she died. Okay. Yeah. Because she... Uh, spoilers, how do we know that she's dying? Would this be an unsolved mystery if she didn't? And I didn't say died. I said went missing. Don't put words in my mouth. Fucking weirdo. I'm the weirdo. Yeah. You're the one that's talking about eating babies, and I'm the weirdo. He was the I'm sorry. <laughs> Go on. Okay, so she stayed in that room, I think, for like... And she started staying there on the 28th, and she stayed in the room for two days. So she only really stayed in her own room one night before she went missing. Because she went missing on the 31st. So. She suffered from bipolar disorder and depression. Um, but the one thing that we do know is that she kept in constant contact with her parents. The whole time that she was in San Diego and L.A. The whole reason that her parents called the police was because she was supposed to leave L.A. I think on the 31st and go to San Santa Cruz. And. She never called them and said, hey, I got to Santa Cruz. Hey, Santa Cruz is cool. Like, she was talking to her parents at least twice a day, I think, is what I read. Like, she was talking to them all the time. So they were really confused when they didn't hear for, from their daughter. And they gave it a couple of days because maybe she had just gotten really tired from traveling. And they never heard anything, so they called the cops, right? However, there are some people that did see Eliza on her last day. Her last day scene, besides the elevator footage, um, and it was at a bookstore called the Last Bookstore, and we think that besides like hotel attendants and stuff like that, she was the last person to see and have a conversation with Eliza Lamb besides a potential murderer, right? But this chick said that she was fine, like she was fine. She was like, we were talking, and she was happy, and she was chipper. Like, according to her, there wasn't anything out of the ordinary, which is important later because we'll find out that there was some stuff going on that maybe could have made her act weird, but she was acting completely normal earlier that day. Mm. So, after a few days, the police are contacted by her parents. I mentioned that. And later, uh, I think it's a week later. I think it's like seven days, six or seven days later that the police actually hold their press conference, right? Um, and the press conference, they basically, they're like, this Canadian girl's been missing. This is her picture. This is what she looks like. This is where she was staying. Um, and somebody makes a comment. Like, I remember listening to, because I was at work, so I couldn't, um, like, watch it because I was on my lunch break, and I was, in the break room with a bunch of other people, so I just stuck my headphone in on one side and was listening to it. And somebody was like, do you think somebody warned her about where she was staying, you know, so close to Skid Row? There's criminals, and there's criminals that stay at the Cecil Hotel. You know, do you think anybody warned her that it might be a shady place to stay? And he was like, no, we don't think she knew that it might have been a place to be concerned about, right? So... According to the police, they did a completely exhaustive search. They checked everywhere. There's no stone that they left unturned to look for Elisa Lamb. Now, which is bullshit. We've been doing this podcast for a couple months now. Mm -hmm. And we've had a common theme. Police officers do shitty police work. Fuck the police. <laughs> Fuck the police. You gotta say it. If you're gonna say it, you gotta say it like Ice Cube. Fuck the police. Fuck the police. <laughs> now, see, now that makes me seem... I don't I don't know if I... I'm going to continue saying it's super white. <laughs> Fuck the police. Um, I mean, we're in, a, we're in dangerous cultures these days. It's dangerous times for, for, for being a white man. I'm, I, I don't, I'm your designated black friend. You're okay. Oh! <laughs> So you're my one black friend. Yeah, I'm your one black friend. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so the police claim to have done an extensive search. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later because they did not do a fucking extensive search. Listen. What would make you say that? We talked about what a real extensive search would be, I think, when we talked about um, 
the 13 minutes case. We talked about extensive searches then. They searched the whole fucking salon, right? They actually did a good search on that case, right? They did not do a good search on this case, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> like, there's 600 rooms, and they didn't, they didn't want to go through the effort of getting a search warrant, so they decided that they were just going to... Um, they decided that the best plan of action would be to go around with an employee that had a key card, knock on people's hotel room doors, and be like, yo, there's a girl missing, can we check your room? So they didn't check rooms that they didn't think like that people weren't in because they couldn't ask, and they didn't check rooms that people were like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. So they didn't really check everything. And we'll talk later about where the body was found, but when the body was found, there should have been a hatch door open. Like, so, have you, I don't know if you know anything about the Chris Watts case, but. Just what you've mentioned. So Chris Watts killed his wife and daughters and then shoved his daughters into oil tanks. Oh. And these water tanks were similar to those oil tanks. They had like big, massive lids on the top that you couldn't open because they were too big and too heavy for any person to open, but they had a little hatch that, like, people speculate Eliza could have jumped through. But, because the tank was only three-quarters full, she wouldn't have been able to close the hatch. And the police claimed that they checked the roof and there was nothing odd there, but if what happened, what they claim happened, happened, then the hatch would have been opened because Eliza wouldn't have been able to close it. So they didn't really do an extensive search. It was the most bullshit-ass extensive search ever. Um, so... Bad. Shoddy-ass police work. All bad. Um, and I don't know if it's because the police were lazy... Like, they didn't want to check 600 rooms or because they genuinely didn't think that they would find anything if they searched all 600 rooms, you know? It's a lot of rooms. It is a lot of rooms. I don't, I don't want to check all 600. <laughs> I don't want to check all 600. I don't do it. Man. Um, so, on February 19th, her body was found um, due to a complaint of the water smelling funny and bad water pressure. So, I want you to think about that for a minute. Her body's been decomposing in the water tank of a hotel for two weeks. Two fucking weeks. People have been staying there, showering in dead person water, drinking dead person water, bathing in dead person water, potentially swimming in dead person water if there's a pool. Like, you know, not a good situation. Elizabeth Bathory would have loved it. Is that the chick that, like, is the inspiration for Dracula and vampires because, like, she used to bathe in the blood of virgins? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, when her body was found, she was found with her key card, her clothes, and her watch. So, um, I don't know where her phone was because she had a cell phone. She had been using a friend's smartphone to post pictures on Tumblr, but she lost it. But she did have a flip phone that she used to keep in touch with her parents. And I don't recall reading about where the cell phone was recovered, so I don't think it was recovered. Now, the death um, on the autopsy was originally listed as unknown, and then it was changed to accidental death later. Accidental death? Accidental drowning, to be specific. Accidental drowning. Yes, sir. Whoops, I just actually went to the roof and, like, went into this place that nobody goes into for no apparent reason. And I just happened to accidentally fall in and just drown. Whoopsie me. So clumsy. My bad. No, continue. No, that makes complete fucking sense. Oh, yeah. Really? And um, also, just so we understand, there was a sand particulate found in her clothes, and the closest matching sand particulate was on the fucking roof of the hotel! So, like, you're telling me that this girl stripped and got naked, put her clothes down, picked her clothes up, tossed them into the water tank, and then threw herself in with them. Accidentally. Accidentally. Yeah, that's the key word. 
Accidentally. Some people do Oops, think I just that maybe sli- like she had taken off her jacket or something, or she had tripped and fallen on the roof, which makes sense why the sand particulate would be in her clothes. Um, and then some people think that she actually went in there to swim or something, like she did go in there of her own free volition, and then it got cold in the middle of the night, so she started suffering from hypothermia and took her clothes off because of that. So, just curious. Mm-hmm. Um... Do people often go into the water tank where everybody drinks? Well, no, but you gotta, like, you gotta understand, like, so this place is said to be super restricted, and this place is said to be somewhere that guests aren't allowed, right? But, um, there's, like, graffiti up there, like, it wasn't difficult to get into this place, so it's completely possible that she went up there and... You know, I don't think personally this is what happened, but it is plausible that she went up there. She saw the water tanks and she was like, ooh, fun time. And she went and climbed and got into the water tank. It's highly unlikely. I don't think that's what happened because, like, she would have had to climb through pipes and then up a ladder. Like a 10-foot ladder because these were 10-foot tall tanks. Uh She would have had to climb up a 10-foot ladder. Then I don't know about you, but ladders make me nervous, man. So I don't know why I would be climbing up the central ladder. Well, in fairness, me too, but... Um, <laughs> like I that, said, I don't think it happened, but it is possible. It is it is a possibility. And some people think that maybe if this happened, she took her clothes off because it gets cold in L.A. in the middle of the night. So maybe she like was experiencing hypothermia, and when you experience hypothermia, sometimes you get really hot, and so you'll take your clothes off because you think that'll help you cool down and really just does you worse, you know? Or maybe these people also speculate that maybe she went in there, realized her mistake after she jumped into the water, realized she couldn't get out, and maybe took her clothes off as a way to stay afloat better because your clothes get heavy when they get wet. So some people think that maybe, oh, she was she did go in there of her own free volition. She went swimming. She thought she'd be able to get out. When she couldn't get out, she took her clothes off so that she would be able to stay afloat longer. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, I don't think that's what happened, but it is possible and it is a theory. Um, sure, sure. Bullshit. I mean, sure, 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 sure. (laughs) You should have covered that up better with like a cough or something like you. Bullshit. I wasn't trying to hide it. Okay. (laughs) Um, so there was a Redditor online that found out the three medications that she was on from the toxicology report, and I actually have them. Um, and there's one that I actually know about. Um... The three medications that Eliza Lamb was on, um, she was on Welbutrin, Lamictal, and Seroquel, um, and she was also on Exifer, or Efixer. Um, Welbutrin I do know something about, and some of this information I did get from Stephanie Harlow's video again, because she just had some information I just straight couldn't find um, anywhere else. Like, she was able to find out about... Like, um, she's the one who found out about the fact that there's fire escapes on the side of the building, so Eliza Lamb could have gotten up that way as well if she wanted to get to the roof. That's like 17 stories or 13 stories of fire escapes, but if she wanted to get up that way, she could. Um, And she also had some information about the history of the building as well. so I got some information from her video, but I was in the comments of her video and some guy was like, I'm on Wellbutrin and um, I took too much Wellbutrin one day and I started hallucinating and having like a crazy time. And it didn't sound right to me. So I actually checked with somebody that works with Wellbutrin on a regular basis and somebody that took Wellbutrin for um, a time. I don't know how long, but a time. And neither of them said that they had ever seen manifestations of hallucinations or even psychotic behavior. Like, it just, it'll make you feel weird and it'll kind of push you over the edge. Like, if your body doesn't react well with it, it can make you extremely aggressive. Um, the person I talked to that was on Wellbutrin said that it made her feel like she was paranoid when she actually wasn't. Like, it made her trust her, or it made her lose trust in her intuition. So, like, it'd be like if you were like, it's foggy, I'm not going to go out tonight. And then you thought, and you were like, maybe it's not foggy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm paranoid. Like, it makes you feel weird, but it doesn't cause hallucinations, it doesn't cause, like, psychotic behavior. But according to this person, it can push you over the edge if you're depressed 
uh, suicidal or homicidal. So, not to say that it couldn't have played a part, but I don't think that that theory is actually something that is like it, it, hold, it doesn't hold any water. Um, Here's my wonder: How many people actually try to commit suicide while drowning? Because drowning is considered one of the worst ways to die. Like I said, I don't think that theory holds any water. I don't think that she was suicidal. Like, the person that I spoke to was a family member of mine, and even they said, it doesn't make you suicidal. It makes you want to fucking kill people. So, it's highly unlikely. Sounds like a great drug. Oh, yeah. Like, and I don't know about the other drugs that she was on or how those drugs interact with each other. But according to the person I spoke to, and I just saw that theory, like I said, in the comments of that video, and it just, I checked with a couple people, and according to the people that I talked to, it doesn't hold any water. Well, let's, let's say that she was suicidal. She had a perfectly good building to jump right off of. She could have pulled a Ray Revere on us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Also not suicide. I know. It was just a funny joke, okay? Uh-huh. But, uh, <laughs> I just, I I have a hard time believing anybody's like, you know what I want to do? I want to go and well, commit suicide by drowning one of the worst ways a human being can die. Well, let's talk about drowning for a second. Drowning takes time, right? Drowning. Yes. And, and, so drowning is similar to, I don't know if you know, um, about the case where the girl like texted her boyfriend and convinced him to kill himself, but she convinced him to kill himself with a generator in the backseat of his truck. And it takes time. Those are two of the most painful ways to go because they take time. It's not going to be quick. It's not like you're just going to go to sleep and never wake up. You're going to sit in this car filled with carbon monoxide gas. So you're going to sit in this water tank or this pool filled with water and basically just wait for you to not be able to handle yourself anymore and either pass out from the carbon monoxide smoke or if you're in water, succumb to drowning because you can't stay afloat. Well, here's another thing. One reason I don't think a lot of suicides try to commit suicide by drowning is uh, instinct kicks in. Yeah. So if you're trying to kill yourself, the worst thing you want to do is try to do something like drowning where your natural instinct just forces you to try to save your life. So if you're trying to kill yourself, that is a terrible, terrible idea. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just... So, according to some people I said I saw, it seems like it's more common than, you know, most people think. But it's not as common as... Like, it's not... It's not Common, you know what I mean? Like drowning or seeing hallucinations. Drowning. Like there's like I have this article pulled up um, where it says it's not an infrequent method of suicide, but there's no statistics on it either. Like you know, normally you would find and you would read and you know whatever, but there's really no information. Like it just says it's not uncommon, but there's no. Stats on it, or which is bullshit, right? All those suicides that are drowning are not suicides, murders, or you know, accidental deaths, like you know, or accidental deaths, water. Um, so but yeah, so it shouldn't cause that's just something that I saw. Like I said, it was just something I saw in the comments, and I kind of wanted to squash it a little bit because I have a little bit more knowledge about it than I think some people do. Um, because the person that I had to ask about it was, like, really close to me at the time. And, well, at the time. She's still really close to me. But I was living very close to her at the time. And so I was able to see a lot of it. Um, so it just, it didn't sound right. And you survived. I'm going to hit him, guys. I'm going to hit him. It's going to happen. There's fortune cookies on the table. I'm going to throw one at him. It's happening. <laughs> It's your own thing. <laughs> but, yeah. So, it doesn't seem like it would cause a hallucination that would cause her to freak out. No, the bugs are on me and jump in the water. You know, she wasn't on any hard drugs. She wasn't fucking drunk. You know, this chick, like, literally just randomly showed up in this water tank. Right? 
So let's talk about something that came out about a week after the press conference that I think you've actually said that you've seen before. Um, and we're going to go ahead and pause for just a second, guys. All right. She's just standing there. Oh, what's out there? <gasps> Nothing. I think. I don't know. She's kind of hiding behind the elevator. Can't tell. She's not smiling, is she? She's looking out again. Still looking, slowly walking out. I forgot how weird this video is. Mm -hmm. Walks out. Um, she's like just right on the outside to the left of the elevator. And I'm not sure what she's doing over there. It looks like maybe she was talking to somebody. Or... Yeah, it's possible she was talking to someone. She presses a bunch of buttons. Well, the thing is, is that she pressed all those buttons at the beginning and the doors never closed. That's what prompted her to go out. Oh. And look. Because she thought maybe somebody was holding the button, you know? Yeah. Still outside. She went back outside after pressing the buttons. This is probably the part where, like, I mentioned with her hands. Oh, yeah, her... I don't know what the hell she's doing. Look at her fingers. Don't they look long? Yeah. Does that mean she has strong magical powers? No, it most likely means that the video was altered by the police. Oh, you think the video was altered? It was altered. The video, um, like they, so this was actually longer than it looks. Um, they're just showing us the main pieces. They had to cut out pieces where people were, like, walking past the elevator that weren't involved in the case. Like, somebody just walked past the elevator and didn't look at her, didn't look back, didn't do anything. They probably cut it out. Um, and also, if you look really quick, just look at the timestamp on the bottom. I couldn't read any of that when I was looking. Exactly. You can't read any of it. It was made unreadable by either the police or the hotel, one or the other. Probably because they didn't want people to realize that there had been bits and pieces taken out. Even though, honestly, I don't think that the altering of the video was anything malicious or anything bad. It was literally probably just they were looking at like a five-minute video. And in that five minutes, there were a bunch of people on camera that had nothing to do with the case. So they just cut them out to protect their identity type situation, you know? Oh, fair enough. I don't think it was anything malicious or anything bad. It was just a way for them to kind of keep a bad situation from getting worse. You know, they didn't want any of these random people that just happened to be in the hotel at the same time as her getting, like, death threats. I'm a little disappointed you didn't really acknowledge my Harry Potter reference. Oh, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. Long fingers. Oh, does that mean she has magical powers? Strong magical powers. <laughs> but, um, yes, the video was altered. I don't... It's not a bad thing. Like, everybody thinks, you know, oh, the video was altered. That means they're hiding something. Not really. Not always. I think that, you know, in this case, it really was benign. Complete, completely benign. Um, I mean, what did you think? Of the footage? Well, it's weird footage. Um, she's just, she looks weirded out, which, I mean, I guess if the elevator door is not closing, um, most likely culprit is ghost, of course. Um, but if the, the doors aren't closing, she, uh, but she does seem a little weird and freaked out. Yeah. So let's talk about something here. Let's talk about, um, 
One of the theories out there is that Eliza was playing something called the elevator game. Which she wasn't, guys. I mean, I'm still going to explain what the elevator game is, just for argument's sake, so that nobody can say, oh, you didn't even explain it. And that can explain her odd behavior. It doesn't explain her odd behavior. She wasn't following any of the rules, you know? But some people think she was playing the elevator game. Um, so let's go over the elevator game real quick. So the elevator game if you don't know anything about it, it's supposed to transport you to another dimension or another world. Oh, this is like a Ouija board shit. And it's supposed to be like, I don't, first of all, I don't know why anybody would fucking want to play the elevator game. I don't know why anyone would fucking want to go to this other dimension, other world, because nothing that ever happens there. Like, it's completely dark, you're completely alone, the only person that you could potentially be with is some weird chick that's hanging out in the elevator that you're not allowed to look at or talk to because if you do, you pass out and wake up in this other dimension and you can't get back home. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's just a bad, it doesn't sound like, and a lot of things can go wrong and apparently if you go explore, you could get lost and you, like, when we read the rules, you'll see that you have to return to your dimension from the elevator that you left your dimension in. But apparently, like, it's, like, you can get lost and you could end up in another hotel or in another elevator in the hotel or something or in the apartment building. Like, it's a weird fucking thing, guys. Don't try this. It's just, disclaimer, please don't try this. I don't know if it works. I've never seen any evidence that it works. I've never tried it. I'm not going to try it. You guys shouldn't try it. It just sounds like all bad news. And I don't want to be responsible if one of you guys gets stuck in some other world. So... Don't do it. <laughs> Let's talk about the rules, though. Because the rules are kind of complicated. And when you look at that footage and I read you the rules, you'll understand why I said she wasn't following the rules. Um, but it's a weird, weird thing. So the first thing that you have to do, well, the first thing you have to know is that you have to be doing this elevator game in a hotel or apartment building. You have to, it has to be a building with more than 10 floors. Otherwise, this doesn't work. Um... You have to enter the elevator on the first floor by yourself. If anyone else gets on the elevator, you can't start it until they're gone. So, like, they'd have to get out of there, and then you would have to go back down to the first floor and enter again. Like, you'd have to start the whole thing over again. Um, You have to press the button for the fourth floor, and then you can't get out of the elevator. When the elevator reaches the fourth, fourth floor, you have to stay in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. Same thing, you can't get out of the elevator when it reaches the second floor. You have to stay and press the button for the sixth floor. You can't get out of the elevator again when it reaches the sixth floor. You have to stay in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. You can't get out of the elevator when you reach the second floor. Um, Some people hear a voice calling to them at this point. You're not supposed to respond. I really, really, really want to respond. <laughs> oh, disembodied voice, you're my friend now. <laughs> so, um, you cannot reply, you can't answer anyway. You can't say, yeah, you can't say, who's that? You can't be like, what? Because I guess it like could lead to a bad result. Um, you can't get out when you've reached the 10th floor. You stay and press the button for the fifth floor. And on the fifth floor, there might be a woman that gets onto the elevator. You cannot look at this woman. You cannot speak to this woman. And if the elevator you're in has, like, reflective walls, you have to literally look at the floor or the buttons because you cannot see this girl. If you see this girl, she will knock you out. Like, you'll pass out and you'll wake up in another dimension, like, away from your home. Oh my. Um, she and she might appear as someone you know as well. So like, she could appear as your mom, or she could appear as like Summer, and she'd be like, "Hey, buddy, how's it going?" And you could be like, "Yeah, sure, how's it going?" And then you're dead, essentially. <laughs> um, like I said, I don't know if this is real. Apparently, a lot of people have tried it, like. When I was doing research for this case, there was a girl that said she tried it, and, like, she literally almost died in the elevator later. So this sounds just like 
Bloody Mary or Candyman, something along those those lines. So, you have to press the button to head to the first floor once this woman gets on. If the elevator starts going up, you did it right, and it'll take you to the 10th floor, and you'll get out, and you'll be in another world. If the elevator starts going down, you have to start holding over, you fucked something up, right? You can either stay in the elevator when you get to the 10th floor, or you can get out. If you decide to stay in the elevator, which is, if if somebody played this game, I don't know why you'd want to get out. Like, this world is weird, like, it's dark. They say there's two ways that you know you're in the other world. Cell phones don't work. Or three ways. Cell phones and other electronic devices don't work. Um, you can see a red cross out of the window. And you'll be the only person there. And it'll be really dark. Like, all the lights will be off, right? So freaky shit, right? So now you see what I was saying. Like, when you looked at that footage, Eliza was clearly not doing that. She pressed... What I assume happened is that you can see she wasn't wearing her glasses. But when you look at, like, any of the missing person's photos, she's wearing glasses. So I just assume she couldn't see and maybe, like, remember that she, she was staying on the fifth floor. And when you count one, two, three, four, five... It's in the middle row, so she just pressed all the buttons in the middle row, thinking that eventually she would get to the fifth floor. Fair enough. Um, so that's why I said, it's not the elevator game, guys. I read you the rules. Well, I read you the steps, not the rules. There's still more steps that we haven't read. Um, but she wasn't doing that, right? Um, some people think maybe she was being followed, and maybe that's why, like, if you look at the video, she literally, like, presses herself up against the corner between the wall with the buttons and the other adjacent Yeah, I know. That's when I was mentioning that she looks like she's trying to hide. Yeah. So, some people think maybe she's being followed, and so she, like, pressed herself up in there to keep from being seen by this person, but then she gets out of the elevator again. So, some people say, no, she wasn't being followed. If I was being followed, I wouldn't step out of that elevator for anything. No. So... It depends on who you are. Um, but this case is fucking weird. So when somebody dies, what's the thing that's most present, typically? Like if somebody shoots you or knocks you out or blood force trauma to the head, what's the thing that's the most prevalent? Blood? You want to know what they couldn't find any of in her body? In her body? Well, I, I mean, I'm guessing it's blood. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, literally they did, like, a toxicology report, and, like, they were trying to do something else, and they couldn't, they didn't have enough blood, they said. They didn't have enough. Calypso, stop messing with Uncle Steven's mic, please. Um, <laughs> she's like, no. <laughs> um, but... It's just, like, it's it's a weird case. It's a weird, weird case. Like, they did a rape kit on her, but the rape kit has never been made public. So, for all we know, it's never even been processed. It could be sitting on backlog at the LAPD's office somewhere. Huh. It's just, it's a weird case. Like, I don't even have any theories about it. That's how weird it is. I mean, we're still going to do the theory segments, and if you can put your theories in. But it's just, it's such a weird Case. Like, and I'm sure you agree with me. It's just so weird. I remember when I first read about it. It was it was very weird. It's just strange. And, like there's so like this is the type of case like you go in most of the time, guys. We go into these podcasts at least with a couple theories, and typically we go into these pod uh, podcasts thinking that maybe we might have gotten something. You know, we might have some kind of idea of what happened, and in this case. Literally, I went into it with questions, and I came out of it with, like, twice as many questions as I went into the research. It was just nothing. Like, you know, it's just weird. Um, do you want to head into theories so that you can give y'all theories, good sir? Oh, is that it? Is that... That's it. All right. Theories. So, let's talk about a couple of the theories that are out there, um, and then we can also talk about our theories. So, we talked about a couple of the theories already, uh, maybe that Eliza went in there of her own volition, 
Like she really did. Swimming in the water. I don't know who out there actually genuinely fucking thinks that. But it's a theory. It's something out there. So people think that maybe she went up there or somebody told her that it was like a hangout up there because I guess there was like graffiti and all kinds of stuff. And like when people around the town were asked, they were, they said that sometimes people did go up there and hang out. They would get there through the fire escapes. Um, and some people say they're... There was an update in 2019, but I don't believe it. They said that dogs hit on a window leading to a fire, leading to the fire escape that led up to the roof that Eliza Lamb would have, could have gone out of, like her scent was found on this window, which is bullshit. I don't think it's true because I don't think if she got up there, she used the fire escapes. I think if she went up there, she did it the way everybody else does and used the fucking door. Why would she use the fucking fire escapes? But whatever. Um, But these people think that she went in there of her own volition. She tripped and fell, which explains, in their opinion, the sand particulate. And then she climbed up the 10-foot ladder, opened the hatch, and jumped in. Realized her mistake and died. So that's one theory. Um, another theory is, is that she wasn't taking her meds as prescribed. That's why I talked about Wellbutrin earlier, because some people said that Wellbutrin or one of the other medications, if she wasn't taking it correctly, could have caused her to have a psychotic break and lose touch with reality and like freak out and think that jumping in the water would save her, I think, which doesn't make any sense either because like she would have literally had to be going on some kind of hallucinogenic drug or experiencing a delusion. Um, to be in that position. Like, I don't know, like, if you've ever, like, seen somebody when they're having a delusion. They act really weird. You know, they do act like they have to do something crazy. Like, itching, they're like, bugs are crawling on me. Or they're like, the voices say to do this. Or, you know, something like that. Right. So she would have literally had to have been experiencing some kind of delusion, but bipolar disorder doesn't cause those kind of delusions. Depression doesn't kind of cause those kind of delusions, and anxiety doesn't cause those kind of delusions, which according to the medical people that covered this case, are the only three conditions that she had. So unless she had, like, psychosis or schizophrenia or something that we don't know about, it wouldn't make sense for her to be experiencing some kind of psychotic break and experience delusions on top of the hotel and jump in the water tank. Um, you ever heard of the movie Dark Water? Heard of it? Never seen it. So, the movie Dark Water is another theory out there. It was made before Eliza died. And in the movie, um, a little girl, I think the little girl's nine. I've never seen it. I just... This was another piece of information I couldn't find any information about except for Stephanie's video. Um, But basically what Stephanie says it's about is it's about this nine-year-old girl that climbs up to the roof of her apartment building and jumps in one of the water tanks and is found there later. So some people think that maybe some guy found her and found her attractive or something and wanted to act out the movie with her and that's why she was acting playful when she was in the elevator. Like, she jumped out and she, like, stepped out and would talk. Like, some people think that maybe she was, like, role-playing or acting out this movie with this guy and it just went too far. So that's a theory. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> and, of course, the obvious theory that everybody has is that she was murdered. Murder. Um, like I said, I really don't have any personal theories for this. Like, I, I mainly wanted to keep the theory section in there because there are so many theories out there. Um, there's also a theory that um, an employee lied to her and, like, said that he likes to go swimming in the water tank. And led her up to the roof and wanted to have sex with her. And she told him no. And so he threw her in the water tank and left her there to drown. Um, There's a theory that, like, there's literally, like, there's so many theories with this case. Like, you can't even cover them all. Like, there's just so many. Like, um, I remember reading this one guy's theory on Reddit. 
and he like this was it was on a screen cap actually it wasn't like on Reddit so it couldn't be gone now but it was a screen cap and it was like maybe somebody like maybe she was possessed you know this hotel is said to be haunted maybe she was possessed perhaps you know, whatever made her jump into the water was you know, a possession situation or maybe you know she was playing some guy thought that maybe she might have been like playing like doing geocaching which doesn't make any sense because i don't know why there'd be a geocache on the top of the roof but what are your personal theories since i don't have any michael vampires you said she had no blood vampires suck blood i mean it's murder Murder, murder, and they dumped the body into the water tank. I mean... I mean, I think they dumped her into the water tank while she was still alive, but the weird thing about the murder theory is that there was no external trauma. Yeah, but didn't... Well, true, fair, fair, fair. But didn't... Did they say drowning was the cause of death? They said they... Okay, so originally the cause of death was marked as unknown. Yes. And then after, like... Like, before the it was released to the press, it had been crossed out, and somebody wrote error underneath it. Like, you can literally look up this picture on Google, and it's, like, unknown, and then it's scratched out, and somebody wrote error underneath it, and they crossed out accidentally and wrote that drowning was the cause of death. Okay, so drowning is the official cause of death. Yes. I, I still think murder and then... Either killed, murder as in they threw the body in there and she eventually drowned, or, I mean, the fact that the clothes were in the water with her, I mean, that to me, that just says dump, they dumped the body. Why, why she was already naked, which suggests that she was probably raped. But, uh. I mean, but like, even on the murder level, like, it's more believable to me, and I'm not saying that this happened, but it's more believable to me that Eliza climbed up there herself and jumped in rather than somebody carrying 142 pounds of dead weight climbed up a 10-foot ladder, opened a hatch, dumped her in, climbed up, climbed down that ladder, climbed back up the ladder with her clothes and dumped them in there as well. Like, mm. imagine carrying me up a ladder that's 10 feet. I mean, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm bigger than she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think it's possible. She didn't look that big in that picture or that video, like a big man who's strong enough, I think could do it. And it's, it's perfect place to hide a body. I mean, they didn't find her body for, like, two weeks. That's plenty of time to get away. And clearly did a lot to avoid things. I don't know. Like I said, it's just weird. And if he's a vampire, he has super strength. So, you know, he could easily do that. Well, I mean, yeah, super strength is an option. But, like, do you think that, you know, you assume... Okay, so... My dad is probably the only person I know that has carried me when I weighed over 100 pounds on long distance. And my dad, I don't think that any ladder that's 10 feet tall would support my dad's weight and my dead weight if he was trying to toss me into a fucking water tank. I mean, those ladders... For like a water tank or whatever, those are pretty sturdy. I mean, I'm assuming there's not like a, they didn't grab like a ladder and move it and put it there. No, it's a I mean, but that's- ladder that's already there, pretty sturdy. I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I think it's definitely possible. People carry people up ladders all the time. I guess, like I said, I'm not saying that I don't think it's murder. I'm just like, it just seems like a lot of effort. I just can't think of any logical reason that she got into that water tank on her own. I can't 
can't either. I can't either. That's the thing. Like I can't I can't imagine somebody carrying her up a ten foot tall ladder and the ladder holding them both, but I also can't imagine her jumping into that water tank by herself. And you know, like literally like for the first time I think my best theory is ghosts. <laughs> because like, you know, the ghost could have levitated, or he could have been like, Wingardium Leviosa, bitch, and, you know? <laughs> we're not calling her a bitch, we're just... So wait, I... Well, I did come up with vampires. Never mind, ghosts, you're gonna go with ghosts. I'm gonna go with ghosts, and you're gonna go with vampires, huh? Well, just because their blood was drained. Well... That's a weird, 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 weird... Bit of evidence. It is a it is a weird bit of evidence. It's one of those things that like fucks me up because that proves to me that it isn't suicide or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know a lot of people that are like, let me just drain my blood real quick before I kill myself. And I'm trying to figure out how they did it too because there was no external trauma, none according to the medical example. Literally, they said there was no external trauma. No internal trauma. Did they look for, like, two little marks on the neck? I don't know, Stephen. Just checking. I don't know. The medical examiner said nothing about vampire bites. Um, <laughs> but, no, it's just, like, it's a weird case. Like, that proves, like, that proves to me it's not murder. Or, that proves to me that it's murder and not, like, a suicide. But, then at the same time, I can't imagine... Somebody climbing up, somebody that's strong enough to carry 142 pounds. And not only that they're strong enough to carry it, but that they drained her blood, left no evidence of it on the roof, was able to get her from X, from point A to point B, from wherever they were to the roof, and dump her in the water before she died, and then she drowned to death. Because blood loss isn't listed as the cause of death, it's drowning. I don't know. This is a weird case. Weird case. I'm going with ghosts. And, like, I'm not even joking about that, guys. Like, I'm legitimately serious. I have no better fucking theory than ghosts. Sticking with my vampires. All right, guys. Well, it is late where we are. And we are going to probably sign off here. What do you want to plug, Stephen? Well, you can find me on the Twitters. Dragon Blazer Pro. You can find me on the YouTubes, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, on Dragon Blazer Productions. Wow, that's a lot of places to find him. You can also find the Unsolved Comedies Instagram, official Instagram, and you can get updates about all of our posts and all of our cases. And if we come across any updates, we're going to post them there too. Um, and also we would love to get feedback from you guys. And the, uh, Instagram for that is unsolved underscore comedies. You guys can also email us at unsolvedcomedy at gmail.com because we want to hear from you guys. It's, it's sometimes it's hard to do these podcasts. We don't know how you guys think we're doing. So please let us know how you think we're doing. Anything else from you? All right. And I guess. We will say goodnight. Thank you for listening, guys. And don't be on the next episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Bye, guys. Have a great night.